Hello and welcome everyone for another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. Uh, this week uh, is episode 28 of, of this year. It will also be the last episode of 2022 as we are rounding up toward the end of this year. And we're all going to take a short break for the holidays before we begin again into season two and the numbering system kind of starts over. But we'll, we'll, we'll explain more about how the numbering system is going to work going forward. But this week we are going to talk about uh, the shocking and also not so shocking revelation that uh, the DCU is essentially a full reboot uh, with the official departure of Henry Cavill uh, last week and the other tidbits coming out throughout social media thanks to James Gunn and his uh, kind of constant transparency trying to just explain himself. Uh, we now know that DCU is going to be a clean slate and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, why that sucks, but why also why it's a good thing. We're going to talk about everything because it is a lot to unpack. There's a lot of emotions involved, but we want to be as clear and straightforward as humanly possible to explain why I don't think that the sky is falling and why that this could potentially be a great move. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about it. So. I feel bad that I feel bad. Everyone has come down upon you like a like a giant tsunami, Taylor. I feel like it's taken a, a toll on your mental health. It's it's not so much taking a toll on my mental health. Like I'm not getting like depressed or anything about it. I'm just getting. It's like, <clears throat> I guess. I mean, you don't have kids, but you have nephews and nieces, and you've taken care of them. So you know when I say this, like, say you're you're out having fun. And then the child in the room decides to just lose their shit and throw everything on the ground, throw themselves on the grounds. And then they like, I hate you. I hate you. Why are you doing this to me when you're not doing anything? Um, and then eventually you just get frustrated and you're like that Ben Affleck meme where he's sitting there like just with a cigarette, like, <sighs> like, and then you just, you kind of just walk away. You're like, I'm done. I'm out. I mean, obviously you can't just walk away from your kids in public, but you eventually... It's like when you say, I want to pull this car over and you pull it over and say, we're just done. The trip is over. We're turning around. Like that's kind of how I felt. Like I, I post my two cents. Um, people who do follow me, people who understand my stance on things, uh, they know that I'm not, I'm not, like you said before the show, I'm not a, a Zack Snyder sycophant, but I'm also, I was a huge fan and I loved everything he did. And I keep trying to tell people my loyalty to, to DC isn't to Zach, isn't to Henry, isn't to Ben. It isn't to any singular character, uh, actor or creation or story or plot. It, it's always been to the characters themselves. To me, if the Batman story is a good story and it doesn't def defile Batman, I'm going to support that project because I like Batman first. It's same thing goes with Superman all that. Like I will find... If I don't like the story, if I think the story is crap, I think the story is a travesty or it's against against the the overall like vibe of the character, I'm not going to support it. And and people are like, oh, then why do you support Zack Snyder? But Zack was a huge comic fan. He decided to deconstruct these characters and build them to what we know in the comics. And I don't think anything that Zack Snyder did 
was not represented in the comic book. Exactly. He was taking stories and, and saying, you know, well, what if this was true and the threads went this way? That has been true forever in comic books, yeah. especially in the, uh, again, I bring this up all the time, but in the animation world, they mess with these strings all the time and yeah. plug them in and see what happens and what fun content we get out of it. I don't think anything he was doing was blasphemous it was no. somebody doing something fun with it no, and, and it's over plus it died in 2016 it died yeah. a long time ago and i got i got shit for saying that like that's insane like i told people that they're like but the snyderverse is over they, they canceled the dcu like the snyderverse ended when zach left this i like i i made a very lengthy tweet the snyderverse has died a thousand deaths and this is finally just them Putting, putting it to rest, finally. like and, and not a thousand little paper cuts. Like, somebody chopped off its head, and then it came back. And then somebody chopped off its arms, and then yeah. it came back again. Like, uh, when, when they made Man of Steel, the benefit that Zack had when making Man of Steel was that Chris Nolan was there to fight the producers from, from crapping on the project. And then when they made BVS, Chris Nolan was busy making... A movie. I th- I'm not sure if it was. It wasn't Inception. It was Tenet. It wasn't Tenet. It was. It was. I don't know. He uh, was. He Dunkirk. was busy. It might have been Dunkirk. He might. He he was busy with something, so he wasn't able to be on set. He wasn't able to stop them from doing this crap, and they they ended up cutting 30 vital minutes from that movie. And now that you've seen both versions of the cut, like for years, you were like, "Oh, BVS sucked. BVS sucks." And I'm like, "Sit down and watch the ultimate cut," and you realize that that 30 minutes that were missing. It's pretty damn important. The 30 minutes they cut out made I called Taylor and said they gotta make a Ben Affleck Batman movie. Yeah. They spent so much time developing that character and alluding to the past. A horrific past. One of the worst Batman. Batman, all the terrible things that can happen to Batman have happened to Batman. Yeah. He's lost people, he's gone too violent, he's seen the worst villains do. All of this was so much explains what that movie was because the other version it it it, it doesn't. Yeah, and and I, I try to like tell people like so. I mean, what we had and 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 mind you, when I saw Man of Steel, I was I was shocked by the death of General Zod, the how he did it. But at the same time, I looked at the comics and he's killed Zod dozens of times in the comics. Hell, even in Superman two, he killed General Zod. But in Superman two, he killed General Zod. By pushing him down a ravine and smiling to Lois. Like, I defeated him in a very grotesque way, right? And so I wasn't like, oh my God. <laughs> right. That's just as gross if him not taking yeah. pleasure in it. That's still pretty awful. Right. So, like, I, <laughs> I, I was like, wow, he did that. But I understood it. And the fact that after he killed General Zod, he cried. I was like, okay, now I see why he did this. Because this is a Superman that feels, that cherishes life. And he had to do what he didn't want to do and it broke him like mm-hmm. i get it like this is this is superman right there there it is i love it and then when bvs came out when i saw it i'm like okay it was all those little lines when they're like oh this was th- these are the new rules isn't it Bruce? like the, when he said that like this new batman has now crossed the line because he's he's done like he basically he's like he's checked out like he's done with um following the rules because he keeps losing things when he follows the rules and now that superman exists he's basically like i have no power so let me take that anger that helplessness and let me just fuel it into rage now i'm gonna start branding people which now i'm gonna always, start just which is always the best 
Batman. You don't. Batman is a vigilante, not only from villains, but of the law. Nobody is going to stop Batman. That is why he is so dangerous. Yeah. Bar none. That was even, and he said that in the movie. He's like, but these are, he's like, we're always criminals. We've always been criminals. I'm just embracing it now. Like, great line. And you know, what's funny is Superman does become the criminal. You know, Superman shows up at the Senate and he, and you know, the terrible events happen. And it's like, oh, right. I was the pawn in this much bigger game. Right. So now there is blood on his hands as well. Exactly. And I think, and I, I loved for what Zach did. I loved how these projects work. I loved so much of what he did. And I, and I keep saying that the moment they cut out that 30 minutes, the moment they retooled all of Suicide Squad, the moment they waited for Zach's official, like they basically they knew that Zach's daughter had passed. And then they kept giving him notes and instructions and notes and instructions. And they kept being just giant assholes to him to where he's finally like, I'm done. I'm, I'm not in a place I want to be. I'm done. And the Snyderverse died it's so right crazy. Then. It's so crazy when you lay, like, not when you lay out the facts of that, but, like, what a terrible thing to go through. And then they're, like, hounding you, and he's like, my movie's done. I gave it to you. It's already done. No, but we need you to change this, this, this. All right, I changed it. Oh, we need you to change it again. No, no. My movie's done. Yeah. And they kept, like, hounding him until eventually he's just like, I'm done. And then... And then they make this BR, this BS press campaign about how, like, oh, his, his daughter passed, Zach's going to step away to be with his family, and he has chosen Joss Whedon to be his replacement. And all this smokescreen, all this gaslighting, all this nonsense about how Zach was, like, okay with this. And it's, it's just insane to me. It is all of these stories, everybody, which is <laughs> why they're getting rid of everybody. Because everybody attached to this old world, there is a weird atmosphere, a dark cloud that hangs over it. And you know what's funny was, I recently watched the new Black Adam movie, which hit HBO Max in my living room. I could watch it on the PS5, a a fabulous home movie experience. As I was watching it, I kept going, wow, this is really good. It, it's, I really enjoyed some of the, uh, I know people didn't like some of the CG stuff. I really liked the way they interpreted the powers of them. It felt really fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, the movie felt a lot like Terminator 2. In fact, <laughs> I wanted, it felt very 90s Terminator 2 to me. Yeah. I kept waiting for more of that stuff. We didn't get that stuff. I also kept thinking, what a wasted character. Because the Black Adam is a human version of Superman. Superman is the alien that feels he must protect us, where the Black Adam is one of us and has all of our feelings. And it was so great to see a superhuman being just go for the jugular every single time, just lightning you, rip you in half. Yeah, and then you see, like, the logic of why. Like, he wasn't the chosen one. His son gave him the power. It's they- a great twist! It's so good! Because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, uh, this character is Shazam. He's literally a little boy. Why is Shazam not here? Because you find, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, people should go watch it. But, yeah, Taylor, continue. So, I mean, I've said it before. Like, my, I loved the Snyderverse. I supported the release of Snyder Cut movement from the first day. 
Um, I, I literally have every single t-shirt from all those campaigns, all the fundraising I was a part of. I promoted the crap out of it. So when people try to accuse me of folding over and just letting this, it, it was really upsetting that people were like, how dare you betray Zach? How dare you do that? And just like berating me with this nonsense that, look, I, I've actually been able to speak to Zach. I know what kind of person he is. He's done. And he's not done because he, like, he's, he's, he even said it on a podcast that he hopes that the new DCU succeeds. They haven't given him a call and he's okay with that. Oh, they're not calling him. They, they, no, they we, we thought, listen, go through the chronicles of our last weeks. A couple weeks ago, we thought, okay, he's going to play with all the same toys. Okay. Well then last week we found out, well, it's only going to be a couple of the toys. Now we found out it's none of them. Yeah. And, and even, you know, Real sorry, uh, Zach, that you, uh, the other Zach, the one who, uh, Zach Levy from uh, Shazam. Really yeah. sorry, but yeah, that universe is done. Whatever you guys were trying to do, you didn't set up in two movies. I wish you nothing but success. I hope that you get to get back into this universe, but all of this has to change. Yeah, and I think, and that was just kind of part of the issue. And I... I think the best way to kind of put it's it like, Taylor, it's a really big issue because the JSA and the Black Adam movie are bad, are like not good people. But then our other heroes have blood on their hands because it's like, Superman, why aren't you doing something about this? Yeah. And, and was... then and then to find out that The Rock went and twisted everybody's arms to make this amazing scene happen. It really puts the movie into a different perspective when you yeah. really put it there. Guess what? That's turning into nothing. Nothing, right. nothing at all. <laughs> so since the announcement, um, some uh, some some new rumors have come out that I wanted to address because I think they need to be addressed. Um, well, yeah, let's address them so they could be de- debunked one week from now. Yeah, let's talk about them. Right. Um, maybe. Right. But so over on on the Twitter, uh, the same individuals that talked about um, how uh, allegedly. Uh, allegedly Dwayne Johnson uh, leaked all this financial information to try to get um, this movie to appear successful and, and all that. Um, they went and uh, a couple of days back, I think, I think it's Puck News. Um, a couple of days ago, they, was it not even a couple of days ago, I think it was yesterday morning, they kind of like shadow dropped this news that apparently... Um, Henry Cavill has fired Danny Garcia, allegedly, right? But aside from that revelation, um, there was also a bunch of these new rumors that came out from behind the scenes of what, like, legitimately happened. And mind you, these these haven't been proven true or not, right? But they he do paint did that the very interview. Picture. He did yeah. that long. That interview was for the for, was for the fandom to know that moving forward everything was going to be okay. We were gaslit. He was yeah. lied to because he said there's a full plan. I'm back on board, baby. Let's do this. Two weeks later, that's fake. That's false. Yeah. So um, I want to I'm going to bring this up because this it kind of just goes back to the the history of what Dwayne Johnson was doing, um, and this. Uh, so Mario Robles over at Superman on film, he and I had kind of like a, a back and forth. Sometimes he's a great guy and on my side. Sometimes he doesn't like me. It's just kind of this back and forth. I think he's a, he's a fine guy. Um, he and I have disagreed on certain things in the past, but everything that he said in this Twitter thread 
is actually stuff that I've heard separately as well. And I do think that this is all valid. So I'm going to go into it. Um, he said, as he started on this thread, he said, reality check. Since The Rock has rewritten his history with Black Adam, and I was actually covering this stuff on a daily basis back in the mid-2010s, I'd like to clue you all in on the real history of his association with DC. While he ended up at Black Adam, he didn't start there. And he, he screenshotted the October 13th article about from THR saying Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam was a 15-year journey, uh, a passion project, blah, blah, blah. The right? Rock has been trying to get a tent pole superhero role since yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. Like All probably right. since Iron Man. Oh, easily before that. But so this is how this goes. It says, while he recently stated and the media gladly parroted that he's been working on this film for 15 years, probably to help sell it as a passion project, he has flirted with several other DC roles before deciding to go with Black Adam. For example, he was going to be Lobo. Then he cuts to another thing. He was attached to the Lobo film with Brad Payton directing, uh, which evaporated around 2013. And then there's a, a link to the article from Collider where he announced that he's not going to be doing it uh, because of so on and so forth. Um, from there, he went on to tease Green Lantern. In 2014, he started dropping hints on Instagram and on Twitter about playing John Stewart. And even that time, um, and even at that time, he was teasing a fight with Superman for some reason using the hashtag John Stewart can whoop Superman's ass. And and then leaving open-ended teases to fans like. Funny you should say that when a fan was saying, I could see Rock playing Jon Stewart. Like, he would tease and retweet these things, right? After that, it became sort of clear that his deal with DC was more of an open-ended development situation. For example, he could choose to either play Shazam or Black Adam. Unlike most actors, he wasn't locked down to just one character. Because reality, his history shows that he was shopping around for the biggest project he could take. And even uh, Yahoo Movies, uh, UK Yahoo Movies, talked about Dwayne Johnson, the headline in 2019 says, Dwayne Johnson explains choosing Black Adam over Shazam. Then they explained that he had the choice to be either character. He chose Black Adam. He would have been a very funny, I don't know how you would have spun that, but he would have been a very funny adult Shazam, which is basically kind of the character he plays in the first uh, Jumanji movie. Yeah, yeah. Taylor, that first Jumanji movie is pretty funny. I was... I I couldn't believe how funny the second one is garbage. They basically did the same thing with new bits, but that yeah. first movie was like, Oh, the rock could do something like that. That's what the Shazam movie would have been. Right. Um, and then he goes into saying, so he finally arrived at black Adam in 2015. And it's becoming clear that the reason he hitched his wagon to that character and kept it separate at new line was because he felt he could make, make him the center of a whole universe and characters that all revolve around black Adam. And that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he kind of rationalizes this some more, says he wouldn't have had that opportunity if he played Jon Stewart, since Green Lantern had always been in the mix of the DCEU plans. Therefore, he would have just been a cog in Snyder's machine. And Lobo would have been a very cool vehicle, but less world building and less opportunities for a producer there. So Black Adam clicked all of those, those boxes for him. And then he even goes into this, because Batman News posted this in 2017. Uh, then Henry Cavill Superman started to seem on the verge of a revamp in 2016 following uh, Zach's uh, situation and the kind of chaos that was happening behind the scenes where they were going to essentially re reboot and reshoot most of Justice League. During in 2016, he met with DC and Jeff Johns 
and started beating the drum for a major overhaul of the DC brand. And there's even a picture of him in the DC offices in around 2016 and an article talking about, uh, and here's the, uh, the, the, the social media post, had a very cool and strategic meeting with the heads of DC about their entire universe as a hardcore DC fan to get a real sense of the tonal shifts and the developments coming with these future movies has me fired up. Something we, as DC fans, have all been waiting for for a very long time. Hope, optimism, and fun. Even when talking about the most ruthless villain and anti-hero of all time finally coming to life. Prepare yourselves, DC Universe. Kneel at his feet or get crushed by his boot. Black Adam. That was his tweet. After meeting with Jeff Johns, the people who bastardized Zack's vision, he was on board with their plan. Okay? And he goes on. He then sat on the sidelines while DC went through its growing pains from 2017 to 2019. And then like, he finally nothing, began. Nothing happened. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm thinking this is 2016 and then nothing <laughs> happened for five more years, six he more waited. years. He waited for all the chaos that happened behind the scenes, all the managements to be fired, all the managements to be replaced. He waited for all of that to, to change. And he sat on the sidelines while DC went through its growing pains from 2017 to 2019. And then he finally began to launch his Black Adam universe, where he apparently had very little care for the character's actual main antagonist, Shazam which is proven by he barely promoting or even said a word about Shazam being involved in his projects. And mind you, Shazam was produced by him. Did he promote that movie? Did he? No. Not a bit. Right? And then he says, I'll add, with THR's recent report on the matter, um, he just got, uh, like, in 2022, he tried to take advantage of a DC that had no boss at the time by making a hard push for Henry Superman to be in his film to help boost the sales of Black Adam's tickets. Mind you, I'll just let him finish, and I'll talk this uh, this last bit. He did this knowing full well that Zaslav was searching for a proper DC boss and essentially planned to force the new boss's hand when it came to Henry Cavill's Superman, where he could make the most money off of him. Because Henry Cavill was tied to Danny Garcia, which was also Dwayne's uh, agent and business partner. And the whole idea was that if we hitch Henry to our wagon, any project going forward with Henry, we're going to benefit off this too. It's a really big deal that James Gunn didn't get suckered into this deal. Yeah. And I know that people are, are are mad about this, but he has to lay down the law. And if this would have if they would have wiggled this project in there, people would go, Well, you know, the rock's really pulling strings over there. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, Henry Cavill's the one who can really get stuff done. Okay. It was the, the thing is it was it was a really messy and crappy situation that Henry got himself involved in. And uh, the one that since then, you know, hindsight being 2020, he's out. He is out, out. He is going to Amazon and we will have that Amazon Prime pay him millions of dollars to go make a Space Marine show uh, that he really wants to make sure is accurate. Yeah. And mind you, so, I mean, I've said this before. Henry is a giant nerd. And, uh, and we mean that metaphorically and physically. He's a very tall yeah. nerd. He is a huge fan of the the Warhammer projects, the Warhammer everything. He's he's talked about how when he like got sick or something or was on quarantine, he just sat at home painting his Warhammer figures all day. Taylor. That's amazing. Taylor. If he goes to Amazon and he's doing this Warhammer project, uh do you think he could be a James Bond? Maybe, because uh fun fact, James Bond Studio was what MGM it was MGM, but it was the it's the Broccoli family. Yeah, um, 
didn't Amazon buy that? Yes. And I'm and I'm and and I'm looking on there seeing like, oh, here's the music with Billy Ellish and here's a documentary, and they're gonna start chopping up those movies and do like, you know, best action sequences. It's like, man, that feels like a place that Henry Cavill wants to go. He'll yeah. put his face on top of there next to who else do they have? They got the guy, they got a uh, director daddy from uh, Don't Say a Word. What's his name? From uh, Jim from The Office. Oh, <laughs> um, John Grzynski, yeah. Is he Jack Ryan? What CIA He's Jack agent? Ryan. Okay. And then they also have Chris Pratt. He plays a CIA agent as well, correct? Was it a CIA agent? I thought he was just like a returned army ranger that was going through PTSD or something. I don't, I haven't, Listen, I haven't sat down and watched that show yet. I've heard amazing things though. Listen, I'm just saying Amazon is in the room now. And yeah. here's another person that Warner Brothers has lost because of the old regime. Yeah. Um, it is a weird, messy situation. But the old regime is really who's to blame here, not... Well, Taylor, not I, want us, I want to talk about this publicly. How messy is it? Because... Do we, is the Flash movie even going to see the light of day? Because as all of this stuff happens and we're hearing reboots, it's like, man, unless these movies come to a theater, I don't know. I want Blue Beetle to come out. I really want to go see it, but I'm really worried about it. I think at this point, the reality is that since Henry announced his departure from the role, uh, fans have been on this constant uh, hashtag fire James Gunn Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Hashtag don't reboot DC. Like they've been on these constant, constant again and again. And it's starting to look like, and they're even now saying boycott uh, the DCEU, boycott. Like they're, they're talking about how they're not even going to bother seeing the slate for next year, which is honestly, if fans shout hard enough that they're not going to see the slate next year, these films just may go the way of Batgirl and just get canned for tax write-off purposes. That's definitely possible. It would be such a huge hole, though, to not release those movies for a year. Yeah. But, you know, I, 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 I feel like Aquaman 2 is safe. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like I feel like Jason Momoa really wants people to see that. I feel like that movie. But uh, I feel like Shazam as well. I feel like that had it. But I don't know. These other movies. I, I... So did Henry Cavill shoot a scene for The Flash? He did. And that's they, gone now. That's like gone, gone. Um, it's not clear. Uh, it was actually uh, revealed via uh, THR. They announced that um, he had filmed cameos for both uh, uh, Black Adam and Shazam. Uh, not Shazam. Black Adam and The Flash on the uh, on the handshake agreement that he would eventually get a new contract as Superman. And they said that he was handsomely paid about $250,000 per cameo which is less than 10 minutes of, of actual work because the screen time was like less than a minute for each of them. Oh, it's so, it's so, it's, it's, it's minuscule. It's minuscule, yeah. the Black Adam. Yeah. Um, and when people were like, oh, they're, they're cutting out Henry's, con Henry's cameo from um, The Flash because THR reported that the other day that it was being removed. Um, and they're like, how would they remove that? Blah, blah, blah. But his cameo was meant to set up a solo film that's not happening. It would have been like throwing salt on the wound. Yeah. So taking it out makes sense, right? Okay. Um, and then, um, yeah, uh, there, there's so much going on behind the scenes that I think um, oh, it's it's really hard for people to. Well, it, 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 let that just sink in. 
There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, and the people who need to make these decisions are have not made their decisions yet. And I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that there are going to be some people that return. But I think for the most part, I think everyone's going to – it's all going to get redone. Yeah. Um, one thing that did come up with the announcement that Henry was gone, um, they uh, Henry announced it, the internet collectively lost its mind, and then Ben uh, – then uh, uh, James went on the Twitter kind of explaining what he was doing and that he was working on a new Superman movie, and the idea was that this Superman movie would be focused more on him as a reporter – um, and it's not an origin. It's like a kind of like a year two, kind of like how the Batman was, where it's not an intro to the character, but it's like here's just something that's happening while he's quietly Superman. Like he's on his early career, but it's not an intro. Like it's not a half the movie is not going to be spent him watching him as a baby or something. Like it's just he's Superman. He did talk about how he had met with Henry. The conversation was great. Henry was wonderful, and that Henry would have a place in the new DCU if he wants it, but in a different role. Yeah. And whether that means he could be like, oh, maybe he cameos as Jorel. Maybe he's this new Jorel and he pops up from time to time. Um, or maybe he's Pa Kent for a flashback. Or maybe he's like Vandal Savage or something. We don't know. But the idea was that James is not closing the door on any of these actors. But a different character. But a different character. And that's why the rumors of Jason Moa playing Lobo makes more sense now. But, it also makes sense about him talking about his dream project, right? Didn't he right. have all the stuff saying like, oh, it's it's really going to happen? Yeah. So uh, Prime wants to, to pop in with us. He's uh, He was here with us last week during uh, our let's talk about the speculative side of what could happen. And then it did happen. <laughs> so there is a lot happening. And I think people need to, to realize it's not just cut and dry. And it's not just... Um, there, there's a lot happening. There's the the dirty politics that were that are being accused of by the Garcias trying to use Henry as a pawn so they could shoehorn their way into having control of the DCU or at least a creative input was pretty pretty damning accusation. And then now the the rumor that Henry had uh, since fired them and moved on um, kind of makes sense. Prime, I also told Taylor, I felt like this was James Gunn being like, nah, these are my, the, we're, I'm doing this. No one's going to have, he can't let anybody have their fingers in the pie beforehand, right? He has to set that up. What do you think is going on? How dirty do you think it's going to get? Do you think any of these new movies see the light of day? Wow. Good thing you said that. Um, that's, I just got finished talking about that in my video. And, um, uh, the three films that's coming to come out. This is just what I believe for the three films, because it is, it's, it's all messed up because you have to look at it from the, you got to look at it from the back end. Let's just say hypothetically, you still go with putting these films out. All right. And let's just say they don't make no money. Let's just say the people don't come out to go watch it. Just say hypothetically. I'm just saying the hypotheticals. Like hypothetically, a bunch of people who've been online spouting their mouths saying, I'm not going to support any of these movies, not one way, unless you meet my demands. Right, okay. right. And they just don't come out, but the movies are reflected by that because the people are actually, they're doing that. They just say hypothetically. All right. Now, to what I know, they are basically needing that money for those three films. Just the three films. Blue Beetle is fine. I think they're going to push Blue Beetle up. 
Either they're going to keep it on this time slate or they might just push it to the 24. But let's just have, that's just a hypothetical. Now, what I believe what they should do and highly think about is go ahead and ax the movies and put them off as write-offs. Because if that's you do that, earlier. that's what you said earlier. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 right. no, but no, but no, not no. But I think I, I, I don't. I, Taylor said it, but I don't think people understand. What does it mean by doing that? Like, what? How much money would they recoup from that? Um, it'll be a pretty good percentage when they file it. So they're not really losing anything because when you you got to think about it like this: if you put the movies out, you have to you still have to pay the theaters. And at the same time, you don't have to worry about any marketing because you're not marketing them yet. So the only thing that you're basically going to be getting back, maybe all of it, if I'm not mistaken, I think they only get like, I'm not sure if it's 100 percent. I'm not, not sure. But I think people don't realize that Warner Brothers Discovery did not make these movies. Right. So their their financial benefit is either if the movie's successful, they get a big benefit. If it's not successful and they just do a write off, they get the write off. And right. The advertising budget for these movies is basically one to one. So, what was the budget for Blue Beetle? Uh, not as much, to be honest. Not as much. I don't know. Uh, less than a hundred million was Blue Beetle. Okay. Well, they're going to have to spend a hundred million to <clears throat> advertise this. And just like you were talking about, well, why don't we just take that hundred million, not spend another hundred million, and then not even deal with the theaters? Which is the real sad part in all of this. That movie theaters are. This is just more knives inside of movie theaters especially if these don't go i mean these are the movies that they are expecting people to come see uh that's true but just the thing you have now and again like i say it's a hypothetical because you got to remember let's just say when they do advertise them and they market it and they do a good job marketing now us as fans we know the general casual audience don't because that the 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 average person or family or mother that has her children or father that has his children or just whole family as in general, all they're going to see is that, oh, it looks good. This looks intriguing. You want to go take a look at it. Let's go ahead and go ahead and watch it. That's their mindset. Okay. But, or if it's good for children, then it's a wrap. But us as fans, we know it is like, uh, well, it ain't going to go nowhere. Am I going to waste my time? Cause it ain't going anywhere. It's just a film. You know, people are thinking like that, you know, or you got the hardcore fans that be like, I don't care. It's a DC film. I'm going to watch it regardless. I want to see the live action. So you have all these medians, but the, my stance but, on it. I'm, I'm just, I want to see them because I want to see them. If it doesn't go right. anywhere, that sucks. But at least I saw that movie. Like, at least I saw Keaton one more time. At least I saw blue beetle on the big screen. Like to me, it's still worth seeing because people put their hearts and soul into these projects. I'm still going to see these movies. That's true. And and that's what I said too, which people don't feel to realize is, is that yes, you want to see it, but on the flip side of that, they already got paid. Yeah. See, they got paid. So the only sad part would be is, is that they, you won't see the work that they put in. Yeah. So you won't have, you won't, you know, you won't be able to see it. And that's probably the only bad thing that you'll, that you'll have to look at. But other than that, you know, they're paid. I mean, yeah. you know, and if they, and like I said, if they do the write-off and it's done, that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, if they do that, because if you think about it, then they will have a full year hiatus, almost two, 
because I'm speculating that Superman is going to be the well, uh, well, Blue. Uh, that's going to be messed up because Superman should be the first movie, but it will end up being Blue Peter, or that yes. might push Blue Beetle back. Yeah, and it's also going to be at a weird time because, like, when is the Joker two supposed to come out? Like, you know For what sure. I mean? Like, there's going to be like in the middle of all of this, we're going to see a super dark, like, oh yeah, remember this guy? Like, that's also going to happen. But the the good thing about that is, is that it's not a continuity story, and you got to remember, a lot of people they don't know about continuity. They they don't know about Elseworlds stories and continuity. They just want to go see a film. I think that's right. what but, they make Black Adam. I think that's what they try to do with Black Adam. And in hindsight, they should have just made that movie stand on its own and got more heroes and more villains and just flush out more because you can see all the things that they wanted to do with that movie where it was constrained. Uh, because the the most interesting part, I mean, the third act of that movie to me was the the weakest part of the movie. Um where they were like, okay, here's another you, but it's not Shazam, but it could be Shazam, but it's not Shazam. Like, to me, that was like, you know, this whole movie was talking about people wanting to, you know, rise up and have that representation and not wanting to be the other. And then they turned the brown guy in the movie into a Satan. Like, I was like, oh, okay, so it's okay if he beats him up? I... I wish that that movie could have just been more of its own world because it felt so much like its own world. And they were very clearly setting up some stuff. Um, you know, have a JSA member that you can have him punch into outer space and doesn't come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, what you talking about Black Adam? Black Adam was a fantastic movie for me. I loved it because it's basically, you know, you're opening, you know, live action with, you know, Ted Adam. And I mean, you can't, um, you know, you can't really ask for anything more. And like I said, I know there's about 30, about 20, 25 or 30 minutes they cut out because, you know, the JSA, they didn't even go into the backstory of it. And it could be a little bit more, but you know, my belief- that's why I didn't like them. I felt they, I, I didn't feel like they were necessarily hero caliber, especially everything gets tainted when you see them talking to the bad woman from the suicide squad movies. And it was like, Oh, this is some weird deal that's going on. Well, yeah, that was a little, little funny. Um, that they, they have Amanda this, like, Waller. They have this like first name basis with Amanda Waller, and they, they're just prancing around without their costumes on. Like, yeah, okay, you know who we are, whatever. Here's also your security guards that all see my face because I don't give a shit. Like, it just seemed like it was a little weird. Right, and I think I think if they did a little bit more, and that's I think that's a that that that's a detriment of the former regime. Because they did that. And I don't and think they just, were actually but no no no. I was gonna I agree with you. It is a detriment to last regime because I'm looking at this movie and the copy and pasting of like, oh, this is the X-Men Academy. That man has a very talented school where his blackbird comes out of the tennis courts with his gifted children. I'm like, you guys couldn't even do a different thing. You just did an X-Men thing. Well, that's the JSA. They actually do that. Yeah, so, JSA is very much like how the X-Men so the X-Men JSA was first, great, then the X-Men. Great. You got to tell me that as an audience because they cut out all of that. Any explanation of what they are and what this is, you just see it. And as an audience member, I'm like, yeah, I've seen this movie. Right. And that's what I said. As you as a – that's why I said hardcore fans know. DC fans we know. But again, you know, as a, as a, as a, just a casual moviegoer and you don't know moving it going in – 
you're going to just re- you're just going to see things that's going to mirror something else. And for the people that don't know that's looking in that just seeing Black Adam, you're just introducing yourself to DC from Black Adam. No, the JSA was way first before the X-Men. It's like oh. it's like when people saw Dune and they said, wow, this is a lot like Star Wars. I'm like, sure. yeah. yeah, but George Lucas based Star Wars on this, off of this. Or like when people saw John Carter of Mars a couple years back, or like 10 years ago at this point, when they're like, well, I've seen this story before. Like, yeah, but do you know this book's 100 years old? And it was the one that based everyone else based their stuff on like if unless you kind of like walk the the, the casual moviegoer's hand and be like hey by the way this is super old this is the uh, first to- totally heard uh i thought that all of the stuff with black adam and his origin and all of that story and where that goes i loved that part of it and one of the things i was sad about Funny enough, you know, he fought all this stuff. I I now know why this didn't happen, but I really wanted him to fight the seven demon monsters. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds exactly like a shiz. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. going to like, right? We didn't see it that way. I can see why we didn't yeah, see it. It turned into something else. But like all of that magic stuff, I would have loved so much more of because he is that human element. The fact that he is, he understands what it is to be a human and to finally have that power. He's such a great juxtaposition to superman that story was so great but the story we got was that the kid's funny he's got to eat food all the time because he's burning calories because he's got his grandpa's suit it was like (laughs) i get what you're trying to do but like i don't need the funny there this is this is all this is very serious stuff i like that about it that was the part of black adam that really resonated to me um that and all the terminator 2 stuff i would have loved more teaching him like Cool dude. He's like, what is a cool dude? Like, all of that stuff I would have liked more of. I would probably say the only thing about Black Adam, I think a lot of people would agree, that kid just got on my nerves. Get on the skateboard. I I could not stand him. Yeah, the kid kid was getting on my nerves. But other than that, just to tolerate him, then everything else was cool. But it was just the kid that was just getting on my nerves. But then, again, you know, if you you really watch Black Adam and you really want to, you know, really – like chop it up and nitpick all the bad stuff. Yeah, you could, but all the good stuff is going to outweigh it. See, that's what that's exact. As I was watching, I'm like, there's way more good stuff in this movie that people are nitpicking. I watch superhero movies all the time that feel lost, that don't feel motivated. I knew what everyone's actions were. I understood the uh, the storyline, especially of the of the mother son. Like, I liked all of that stuff. Uh, I. The movie was great. The part I didn't like about it was all this other nonsense. Because there's all this nonsense that made me not want to see the movie. But when I actually watched the movie, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's the thing. So, I, all I can say, just moving forward with it, um, I don't know what I missed. But um, I would say, I think people just, just, just moving with James Gunn and everything that's moving forward as we go down this this uh this adventure that we're about to go on um it's going to be um there's going to be some feathers riffled with this yeah because after what he said today i mean pretty much that he put out there is like he's not gonna you know what i would probably say let's just go with 100 percent. i think he's probably going to do he's going to wipe out 80 percent of the former cast and keep 20 percent yeah. And I think the 20% that he's going to keep is 
Zachary Levi, Levi, he's going to keep him. Um, I think he's going to keep Margot Robbie now. I really I think. I don't think he's going to keep any of them in the same roles. I was told explicitly that he's offering them all different roles. But if they want to stick around in the new DCU, they'll play someone else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. We know Jason Momoa is probably going to be Lobo. That's yeah, pretty that's, much, I think that's a lock. But that's uh, kind of given. if Jason gets his way, he plays Lobo. Well, yeah. We, we keep playing, we keep moving the pieces that are already there and not looking at new pieces. Guys, who is Dave Batista going to be in the new DCEU? <laughs> it's going to be Bane. You think so? Probably. You think it'll be Bane? I think he will. <laughs> I think I think we keep looking at this like the people that are going away. James Gunn is going to open the door to a bunch of people with Marvel contracts that don't want to be at Marvel no more. Dave Bautista is right. There was all the controversy with the second movie where he's like, I won't be in this movie if you get rid of this man. And now this man's going to head a new studio. I don't know. Bautista would be a pretty good Kilowog, right? In Green Lantern. Oh, he would. He would. Oh, hell yeah. He'll be a great killer wall. He'd be so fucking perfect that you could do a whole... The first movie would be a team-up movie because you have Dave Batista there. The only the only thing with that is... The only thing with that, if Batista does be in the DCU, he's going to have a lot of work because he got he got a lot of stuff on his plate. So yeah. we have to find... Yeah, he got a lot. Okay. Because people I didn't know about that. Him. I didn't know about his plate. But listen, these dance cards aren't going to get... We're not talking until 24, 25. Uh, oh, you know, 2000. 24, 25. Probably. That's where the problem's gonna lie because people fail to realize he's gonna get cast in Gears of War because he's gonna be Mark Yeah, that's gonna happen. He's been campaigning for it, and a studio that's running Gears of War would be stupid not to bring him on. Right. Who's doing, who's doing it? Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, Netflix is doing it, but the coalition is overlooking it, which is a good thing. And this is what I've always said, and I would not be surprised. And people just think I'm crazy in what I'm saying. I was like, look, don't be surprised if Netflix approach Zack Snyder. To direct it, do not be shot. I would be surprised whatsoever because and, uh, and he's Dave under is... contract. They got a really good relationship. If they're liking the dailies they're seeing on that other space thing, give them the other thing because he'll play the video game. You know what I mean? It's crazy when you watch Halo. They're like, "Oh, we didn't play the game." You're like, "What?" But <laughs> the thing is, people don't know Zach is a Gears fan. Yeah, yes, yeah, he's a Gears fan. So and that's his favorite thing. anime is Attack on Titan. So Zach does watch yes. anime. People need to realize that Zach is he is dialed in. <laughs> Yo, yeah. So Zach we don't Snyder. we don't know. You know, now if it's somebody else that would direct it, that's that's cool. But at the same time, Dave Batista gonna have a lot on his plate. So yeah, with yeah. that, you know, it depends on how his time is gonna be and how they're gonna um, you know, really utilize his time and get him in there. But just for this the DCU and just moving forward with this, it's it's gonna be intriguing. I'm really, really interested to see what he has for his how should I say pre-slate or just to give us a little taste of what he got so far? Because I I, I believe we're not going to get the big bang until Comic-Con. That's when, that's when all okay. everything's going to come off. So you think that they probably announce two, maybe two or three movies, right? You announce yeah. the movie you're making, you announce the movie that that's the starter dough for, right? right. All of these pieces go into this. And do you say a third do you, I, do you... I feel, and I've, I've said this a few times to a few people, that what they're probably going to do, because James Gunn said he's going to reveal some stuff in January, he's going to reveal Superman. Yep, that's one. He's going to reveal uh, the casting that he picked, and then he's going to say, this is going to lead into a world's finest project, and just be like, 
like, or he's gonna be like, Superman's gonna come out, and then we're gonna do like Justice League Mortal, but not Mortal, and then we're gonna go into the spinoffs afterwards. Like, he's gonna do something like that where he announces part of it, and like uh, the whole slate comes to Comic Con. Like, he's like, oh, by the way, here's the first part, one, two, and three, and then here's the slate. We'll give you the slate later. Do you think that uh that uh, Keanu Reeves's Constantine makes it in? I know, but do you think that they maybe want to tie him into the main roster that he's the magic guy? No, because it, you know what? He's That's very I, I've watched two cartoons on HBO Max this last week. He's very Doctor Strangey now. He has circles, he does things, he's he drinks a lot, but he also but, Yeah, but but Constantine is more religious though. So it, it goes more into religion. Constantine really goes into more religion and to more of the mystics. So if you go ahead and you watch, um, then what was that? It's so much stuff with Constantine. You really got to go into it. Constantine is like a real key part in DC. He yeah, really they did is. Justice League Dark, where he's a mainstay on the team, and they go and right. you know redo history. I saw that one. If you if you watch Apocalypse, if you watch Constantine, um, yeah. Um, dang, what's that that anime film? I'm trying to think of it. There's like three of them. There and a new one just came out, which was uh, it's called the Constantine the House of Terrors. But they're 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 shorts. The second one is really fun. It's a a throwback to 60s sci-fi, and then the third one's like a a soldier story, which is really fun. Yeah, constant. Yeah. So I mean, if you go into the lore of Constantine, you you'll know exactly you know what it is. That's because pretty much Constantine is black label. Because if you're really going to go with the comics, he's black label. So that all falls into, you know, uh, you know, you know, Zantana. You know, He'll be Elseworlds. That's what he's going to be. Yeah, the Elseworlds. It's Elseworld, but it's more religious. It goes into Lucifer, and it goes into Lucifer's daughter. It goes into, uh, I should know these people's names, and I'm dead on their names right now. It's yeah, like, um, <laughs> you don't understand, like, the, the overall, uh, the, the Netflix Sandman movie uh, show. The reason yeah. they had to use Joanna Constantine was because Constantine was busy licensing for other other projects. Yes. So the role of Joanna Constantine in that was supposed to be John Constantine. It was yep. like very on the nose. Yeah. So like Constantine's meant to be mixed up with all with the endless. He's meant to be mixed up with Lucifer. He's meant to be mixed up with all of this stuff. In this yep. Superman movie that is the thing that starts off, do you think we see the breadcrumbs do you think we see shazam in that movie do you think we see other people no. that will no we just see superman that this is the thing and i i and I, 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 I hope people just grab on board and they really do their research and their homework if you want to gravitate to everyone i i believe that james gunn he needs to really take a blueprint and write off of man of tomorrow because if he goes with if he if you watch man of tomorrow that is yeah, the man, perfect yeah. That is the perfect blueprint because why you're going to get the you're going to get the relatable Kal-El and you're also going to get the Boy Scout and he's just starting out. But it all depends on which villain that you're going to incorporate with him. You can do Parasite. You can do Lobo if you want to. But I'm just going to go with James. I'm going to go with James Gunn's. You can do Mogul too, but that's that's probably a little bit down the line. Was that I the one where Lobo attacks him? They have the rockets going, and he attacks him, and Superman and him fight, and they're like, "I'm not after you. I'm after this other guy." Yeah, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. yeah, 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 Man Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, they so, should have Martian Manhunter be in that universe straight yeah. away as well. He is right. so 
it, it's going to be mainly CG anyway. Get a great voice. You can even go someone older with that character because he can morph into anybody. I feel like they, they got to get that guy in there to be like, yo, I got to start protecting this planet and, and take that role off of Batman. And then when Batman shows up, it's Batman's show anyway. So you got to have and, other people there. Which is, and which is true. And I will believe, and this is what now, this is the only thing. And I hope James and Sheffron is really thinking about this. I understand Batman is a, is one of the top notch characters, but you cannot just, you cannot oversaturate everything with Batman because you're going to take those other characters that you're trying to display. You're going to take their shine away. Yeah. You know, you can't take Superman's shine away. Superman is Superman. But regardless of the fact, or Wonder Woman, anyone that's in the Trinity, you can't take their individual shine. But with those other characters and you're trying to introduce, that was probably the only thing that I would say. I hope that he does not do that. And I understand he say that Batman, of course, Batman is part of DCU. He's an important part. He's a Trinity. But you have it, it, I, I just want to know how he's going to execute it, you know. And then with Superman, I just say that if you're going to do it, and I'm, I'm just thinking with James Gunn's personality, the I think the perfect villain to introduce him with would be Mr. Miss Billy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The magician, the little midget guy that got that real he's because he's very powerful. So that's pretty much more in James Gunn's alley because he's a joker. I'm gonna ask he, a, I'm gonna ask a dumb ignorant dc question okay i know who the big three are is there a second big three like where does green is there like another or is there like a dark where there's like green lantern and like here are the other ones no yeah, so, the, so the the primary characters are batman superman wonder woman the secondary characters are flash green lantern aquaman and then the tertiary characters are everyone yep. beyond that oh yep. and you know what else i've been watching all these animated movies I don't know where you want to introduce him. You got to get Green Arrow in this universe. In the cinematic universe, you got to get Green Arrow in there. Yeah, Green Arrow needs to be on screen with Green Lantern. You need to have that buddy cop relationship that they have in the comics. Like, that needs to be a thing. You mean yeah, Green just, Arrow and Green Lantern? Yeah, we need those. Well, yeah. I just watched the new... Again, I, again, I've been watching a lot of HBO Max. I just watched the uh, John Stewart animated Green Lantern movie. Which I haven't watched yet, but I will. Oh, tomorrow. Taylor! I know, it I know, is I know, I know. Fantastic! I know. <laughs> Not only is the anime really a top-notch and gorgeous, but it's one of the best Green Lantern stories. They take so much of the nonsense, they just get right to it. It is, I was like, I can't believe, I, I again, I was blown away that I had to see an animated version of this first and that this wasn't brought to screen in some other capacity. That movie could have been a two-parter. You could have spent so much time. I was blown away at that story. Yeah, and I will say this for the people, and uh, I don't know if you saw it, I don't know if you saw uh, Batman and Superman, uh, uh, the the Sons. Battle of the Sons. You Uh, haven't watched it yet? But I was saying this one. Right. That's the one with... uh, you know, Damien and Jonathan, but you will see the dynamic of what they have when you watch that. That is something that James Gunn can actually utilize because of the dynamic and the friendship between Bruce and Kyle. And they keep their personalities intact. But at the same, I'm not going to say anything because I'm not going to spoil it. It's fantastic. It's a great movie, man. I'm telling you, it's great. He did a good job. To kind of round back to the, I mean, it's, it's very apparent. Like it's very, it goes without saying, we are huge fans of Zack Snyder's version of DC. Right. Everything post-Zack Snyder has been a clusterfuck, and it's really hard to justify um, the constant disrespect 
and constant misuse of the characters. Um, Ryan Unicom, a buddy of mine, he went onto Twitter uh, last week, uh, following all of the announcements. He went onto Twitter and put out his two cents, and I 100% agreed with his two cents. I thought these were this was level-headed and straightforward and wonderful. And then following these two cents, people started attacking him. Now he's getting a little bit more like, hey, screw you guys. And now he's like, he's fighting back the the trolls because is what it is. But um, the more I've sat with the idea, the more I'm okay if the new DCU is a hard reboot with a whole new cast. It drops the baggage of the previous leadership and creators would end all the drama around Flash, Aquaman, and the DCU continuity, because mind you, everyone had, there's drama. Uh, Aquaman and Flash aren't tied to the Zack Snyder's Justice League, they're tied to Justice League. That's the reality, it sucks. Um, uh, back to his, his tweet. And allow them, allow for them to set their new tone aesthetic instantly. Would that entail Gunn killing his own stuff? Probably. But what better way to prove you're committed to doing right by this universe than to making the decision while you've got a heap of skin in the game. Do I think they should try and retrofit old casting in the same roles? No. If you're truly starting fresh, the new creatives involved must have control over who they see in those roles. As Gunn himself said, character must come first. If you're truly building out a new universe and if it's a long-term plan, they probably want fresh faces for the Trinity. I've seen people suggest using Pattinson's bat as a starting port. And while I think that would be cool, I do not think that is likely or a requirement. I have liked Henry, Ben, and especially Gal. But if it is to be a whole new thing, then it definitely should take new talent in those costumes. It's pure speculation at this point. But Gunn's comments on not making everyone happy and serving the characters do sway me into thinking this. A hard reboot would also, and this is where I found most important, what Ryan said, a hard reboot would also protect the legacy of what came before and is what and is most important. I don't know, just some thoughts. It's hard not to be excited by the prospect of James Gunn and Peter's plan, though. Long live the DC in every way. I don't mean to add to the discourse. I know there's already 140,000 conversations happening about this online. I just had some thoughts. I wanted to discuss those in my circle. So what he said pretty much kind of is how I felt. I loved everything that Zack Snyder did. But the moment Zack Snyder was pushed out of the director's seat, the moment he was pushed out of all of this, we were left with wondering what we could have had with his universe. And then when he got the opportunity to put out Zack Snyder's Justice League, that kind of made it even harder for us to realize that the studio did not care. The studio was never going to revisit it. And people like so Emery. far. He was also so close. You can see yeah. in that movie, you can see like, here's the next movie here. You know what I mean? Like here yeah. was all the stories that were coming back to back, like an end of a Dragon Ball Z episode. Like next time on, you're like, Oh, I want to see that. And we yeah. just never got it. Yeah. But we and we knew that was a thing. We knew that going into it that this was a one-off. Even Zach said that this was a one-off, and maybe they would give him another shot, but they didn't, and they weren't going to. And that's the reality. I would rather the Zack Snyder verse end on the high note of Zack Snyder's Justice League than to continually be bastardized by what they were planning to do to begin with. Because everyone was like, "Oh, Hamada was going to do a crisis movie." Yeah, he was. 
but it was going to be a couple years down the line. We were going to have the flash. We're going to have that movie end with the new universe getting set up. We were going to get uh Batgirl movie. We're going to get blue beetle. We're going to get Supergirl. We're going to get all these other projects in that new universe. And then they were going to introduce a crisis and then they were going to reboot everything. So everyone who was like, Oh, his plan would have been better than this. It wasn't because Henry would have came back for a limited role in one movie and then got erased from existence. Same with Gal Gadot, same with Jason Momoa, same with all of them. It would have been bring them back to appease the fans, to boastful ticket sales, and let's wipe it all clean. And that's what we would have had because the studio did not give a fuck about the Zack Snyder fans. They did not care. They were trying to shut us up by giving us those actors in different roles. That's what they were trying to do. And before you came here, Prime, uh, Taylor was reading me people promoting projects and what they were saying on this timeline, I'm going to let you know that in 2016, there was a bunch of gaslighting. <laughs> there oh, was yeah. a bunch yeah. of... Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Trust so me, I, don't know. I feel like, you know, part of James... James Gunn is, is fighting bad communication with more communication. Yeah. And he's being very open and honest with what's going on. So, yeah everybody's got to go. We got to start with brand new pieces to whatever we're going to build. And the thing is, is that this is the main thing is that I like the approach that they're going to go with because they're just going to just ignore all the nonsense. And I agree with it for the simple fact is, is that the community is just so divided right now. So just to, just to get everybody out, just chop the weed off, just chop everything. Let's just do everything from fresh. And then we'll gravitate to everybody else. And I think that's what they're going to actually do, you know, because that's the only thing with DC. You can do serious, but you also can do, you You have to come into a meeting with it. You got to go into a middle because you got those people that like the cheesy DC. You got people that like the hardcore, grounded, real serious DC stuff. I, that's me. But I can, I can deal with the cheesy stuff because I know where it was back then. Yeah. But... You have to know how to put it in the middle and, and know how to proportion it. And and that's the, even, thing. The, the whole universe needs a tone shift. The whole thing with, you know, it, I think, Taylor, you nailed it. Zack Snyder's not here anymore. We don't get to explore this anymore. We got to do something different instead of people trying to be like, well, it could have been like this. You know what I mean? It's not your vision. You don't know what to do with it. And you clearly don't know what to do with those puzzle pieces. That, that's true. The sad reality. I don't think, that, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This, the Snyderverse ended a long time ago, and yeah. it has been limping on ever since. In some rebooted capacity, what we've essentially had is the Justice League verse, and I would rather this universe end on the high note of Zack Snyder's Justice League than to continually disrespect Zack's vision and continually disrespect these characters and these actors, and continually just become everything that we never wanted it to be. And that's what it would have had. And then James Gunn, he did the lesser of the evils and just wiped the slate clean. Yes. And it and it, it's it's rough to have the band-aid ripped off that violently. But it's yes. also rip, ripping off the band-aid and cleaning the wound and doing it right then and just fixing it is so much better than letting the wound go rot or go gangrene. It's like, that's what was happening. Or that everyone, yeah, this festering wound that no one wants to talk about. And each week we come on here and go, well, maybe this is true. Maybe this is true. No, it's all going away. 
We need fresh skin. We're going to regrow it from here. It's all going away. We're going to cut the chunk out. We're going to slap on an implant, and we're going to pretend that it's okay. And look how fast Henry Cavill gobbled up a new deal. Within a big deal. two weeks, within a week, within 10 days, he within picked up the phone and said, Dad. Hours, within 24 hours of announcing that he was no longer Superman, he announced that he was making Warhammer 40,000 with Amazon. Like, that's insane. Yeah. I think, you know what? That's what's crazy about it is because, you know what? I think Amazon knew something behind the scenes. Yeah. And it was like, if it if he does retain it, or they probably was already in the talks. They were they had to be in the talks because announcements like that don't happen off of speculation or a one-time phone call. That was something the moment that he was free, they're like, Hey Henry, I'm committed. Are you committed? We've been talking about this for a while. And guess what? Now that you're free, do you want to be the Supreme Emperor of Earth in this project? Do you want to be the face of the army? Do you want to be the main good guy, like that super good guy? Like he's like, I've got the time now. Let's announce it. You're producing it, you're EPing it. You are look the guy. Now. Fucking crazy nuts that fan base went to know that they have a champion doing that show. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? And that's what, and to me, that's what is lost out on all of this. And and it, it speaks to them having to clear the slate again. But it's like, man, there's very few people that understand these projects and want them to be the way that the fans want them to be. And now they have a great champion on that show. And he learned from The Witcher, he ain't going to let that happen again. He's he gonna, lived through that. He went through that and, and saw. He's, yeah, he's going to know. I'm going to hire writers who like the source material. I'm going to hire writers that play Warhammer, that know the lore. And if they contradict the lore, since I'm the EP, I'm going to put them in their place. And that's fantastic to me. I love that. Yes, idea. I like that. I like that. Like I That's, like that that's awesome to me. And mind you, so I'm going to, uh, you could say it's dropping a little tea or whatever. This is what I've heard behind the scenes. James Gunn is rebooting everything, everybody. He is having individual meetings with the actors, letting them know, hey, you're not fired, but I'm just not renewing your contract. That's essentially what's happening with like Gal and Jason and all that. They're not getting new contracts as Aquaman or Wonder Woman, but they are getting the opportunity to play a new role in the universe, something else. Kind of like how Linda Carter was in Wonder Woman 84, just like you're not Wonder Woman anymore, but you're also, you're, you're, you're here. Right. Um, I was told explicitly the age range that they're aiming for the main heroes is about 25 to 28 in that age range. Okay. And the goal is to hire them and have them grow over the next 10 years into the role some more. They want to do a decade of movies. They're going to, do 10, right. they're going to do 10 years of movies. I was given some names. I'm not going to say any of those names. I was very happy about all those names. I thought they were fantastic. All the prospective Supermans, they look the part. I love it. And funnily enough, going is on Nick, to the internet, Is Nick Cage back on the list? Is Nicolas Cage so. coming no, back? No. Um, I found no. I found some fan art of some other names, and I thought this was fantastic fan art. I'm going to throw this up there. If either of these guys get the role of Superman, I'm happy. First off, the long, long fan casted David Cornersweet. Yeah, I was going to say that it would be him because I've seen that. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of art, and I like the the Superman number one black symbol. I thought that was fantastic. And then the more recent one. Uh, this was a name that I did hear. Mm. And I see this kid and I say, yeah, I mean, he's he's 25-ish right now. He's mostly known for stuff on Netflix, um, but he is, um, he's tall. He's got the, the look of Superman. Uh, Wolfgang Novogratz, I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, this, this picture was made by uh, Stutter Shutter on Instagram. 
Um, he has been slowly fan casted very recently. The moment that they announced a reboot, a couple of people said, Hey, this guy does look the part, and they made some fan art. And I thought the fan art was wonderful. He's got the Superman look to him. He is young, he could grow into the role very easily. Yeah. I, I believe it. I think he could pull it off. I think he I, I've seen interviews with him. He's got the right voice, the right demeanor. He's got that like infectious smile that like and, and not to, to dog on Henry. I loved everything about Zach's interpretation. But a few people did complain that the problem with Henry's Superman wasn't the fact that he's not smiling a lot, blah, 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 like all that nonsense. But Superman is meant to be inviting. He is meant to be a character that when you see him, you're supposed to feel warm and safe with him. And when you have stories that tell Superman in a very brooding way, you don't get that same vibe. And not no fault of Henry that he didn't get to be the smiley, happy Superman. But they want to give you a Superman that's approachable. That's someone that will fly down from the sky and you're not going to scream, holy crap. You're going to be like, oh, pick me up, save me. Like you're, you're going to see, we're going to get a very different Superman. We're going to get not Christopher Reeve Superman. We're not going to get Tyler Hoechlin Superman. We're going to get a Superman that does feel like, like Superman. And with either of these two actors... But that's can, also that's that's why it. we have to do the tone shift. That's why we yeah. have to reboot because Zack Snyder's vision was so big, it touched all of these extra things. And even when people didn't want to go back to that well, that was the only well that was there that was established. Everything, I mean, you know, even this lack this this uh, the Black Adam movie, while it's not a part of that universe, it kind of is because Henry Cavill showed up yeah. because that's Superman, and that's kind of the handshake. Well, my thing is, is that I don't see how Henry Cavill is not warm and why people just don't see it like that. But no, no, no. It is I'm not it is. saying he's not. I'm not saying he wasn't. I, I thought Henry was fantastic, but I felt like just the way they always perceived the Superman, like he I was absolutely warned because they announced no, 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 Warhammer. Warm, warm. Oh, um, OK. Got but it, like got in it. every every like in Batman v Superman, the movie was basically super, the world versus Superman. And I get that was the, mo- the point of the movie. And then you had Zack Snyder's Just League where he wasn't present throughout the whole movie until like the very end, and that was fine. But in Justice League, they tried to shoehorn the happy, approachable Superman too quickly, not natural enough, and it looked weird. But then when you reintroduce Henry Cavill, you introduce him in the middle of the night coming through a shadow. Like, Superman does need... Like, if you want to sell us on the happy Superman, you can't spit, like, put it down our throats. You can't you can't like overdo it. Like in Henry, Henry never got the shot to be that iconic Superman. He wanted to be that Superman. He never got the shot, and I and that sucks. Superman doesn't show up in the shadows. He comes in daytime. He comes in through the front door. You yeah. very much know Superman because he walks in and he goes, "Hi, I'm Superman." Like in in the original Superman movie in Superman seventy eight or I think it was seventy eight, um, the first time you saw Superman in that movie, Lois is. And her helicopter is flying off a building, and he flies up, catches her, reassures her that everything's going to be okay, and then c- carries her, and then saves the day. Like, it was obviously in the middle of the night, but it was still him. It wasn't like the world, like, oh my god, I can't believe. Like, I see what I see what you're getting with. I see what you're getting with because that scene, I, that scene, I, I get it. I know what people are complaining about what they want. But yeah. that scene, I get what you're saying because just the way that he came in, he came because he smiled, he had the confidence, he had the, you know, he had that swag about him. Yeah. Knowing that, you know. I think that's what I'm saying. 
Henry Cavill's Superman was still growing. Right. There wasn't a lot of confidence in himself as a hero, and he was growing into the hero that Superman was supposed to be, and that was the point of Zack's story. Yep. But audiences didn't resonate with a growing Superman. They resonated with Superman. And, and Henry Cavill's looks so much just like regular grown-up Superman that when he wasn't my ideal of him, we were all disappointed. And we never got to see that final arc where he becomes that person. It's like like Smallville, for instance. When you first, on the first episode, you sit down and watch it, you know that this guy's going to be Superman one day. And you got 10 years to grow with him. So by the time that final scene happens in Smallville, when he's on the roof ripping open the shirt, it's believable. You're like, this is Superman. Here he is. I spent 10 years watching him become that hero. And Zack never had the chance to finish that story. So what Gunn is doing is saying, here's Superman. He's young. He's still learning how to fit into the world, but he knows how to be Superman. I, I think that's a good approach because... One of the things that I loved so much about the Lois and Clark TV show with Dean Cain and all them back in the day was oh, that man. Superman was Superman. He never he never grew into that role, but he also said that Clark Kent was the real person and Superman was the mask. I, I like that approach. I want that approach to be what Gunn does. I want, I want Clark to be himself, but also learn how to be, fit in with the world as Clark Kent. And as Superman, he's just being the ideal that he knows he should be. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, um, you know, I get it. And I and I don't want people to think that, you know, people don't want it because there's a lot of people that just want it. Yes. But you also have to have not to the point where it's over over exaggerated with that style, because for the simple fact is, is that you want him to be serious at a point. Yeah. And to the point where you want to see him have problems. You want to see that. I don't want Superman to fly in, pick up the plane and say, oh, this didn't scare you off of flying. Statistically speak, I don't want that crap. Like that was nonsense. I just want this Superman to be confident knowing that the, he is a bull in a china shop and he's being gentle, but he's also being safe. Like you want, I want him to come in, save the day and just be like, are you okay? And just like, I've got you. Like, just that kind of stuff. Like, where that's what he did. When he caught Lois in the first Superman 78, he flies up and catches her and looks her right in the face and says, I've got you. You're okay. And then continues to fly. And that was, to me, that's Superman. He doesn't care about explaining himself. He doesn't care about cheesy one-liners. He cares about the rescue. I got and you on that. If James is rebooting, and he is, and, and that's, like, like I said, if I got to choose things, if I got to control this universe, I would have I would have fixed it. I would have brought Zach back. I would have, I would have given us closure. I would have done all those things. With all of the great people that are in this universe, there's also a ton of problematic people. Yeah. And how do you pick and choose your favorites? And he can't be that guy. So what does he got to do? He's got to wipe the entire slate clean and go. Nope. Everyone's getting new positions because the good, the good pieces we want to stay, but the rotten pieces are really bad. It's like. Yeah. For every Henry Cavill, you had an Amber Heard. For every, like you had <laughs> great moment, we had great characters, great actors, and then you had these nightmare scenarios that were just bad PR, bad pride, bad everything. Just it wasn't working. Yeah, I think yeah, another, nightmare. Another, that that's another thing. Back to the point that we were saying, Miller done. We know that he's done. But the only question is, is that if they. And that's why that's why we agree. That's why we said about the about the write off situation. 
because the Flash could really be in jeopardy where they're not probably not going to make a lot of money off of it. It's a How can they? They've been working on this movie for five years. Every year there's a new edit of it. I mean, yeah, I, it has so many problems to it. It's like, how many writers did they say? It was like eight? At least, yeah. It yeah, they had eight thing. writers. They got a whole bunch of reshoots. They did some additional photography. You got the problems with Ezra Miller around it. It's just like, that movie just got so many problems. And let's just say hypothetically, the movie could be fantastic. I heard I heard someone say it was fantastic. I heard that the movie's really fun. It's got like a Back to the Future vibe. Like it's supposed to be really fun and a great fun movie. But that whatever it was supposed to be has now been hacked at least three times. Just completely different, completely different, completely different. And that and that's and that's the problem, you know. And again, where I think a lot of us are all in agreement is that it's just too much. It's a black cloud. Everything is tarnished. You just gotta wipe it away. I mean, look at all this nonsense, right? Look at all the stuff that we were talking about with the shade being thrown on the rock and stuff like that. I mean, even that the movie's now out and you're still fighting about it. Like, I mean, it, that puts a, a poor taste in people's mouths. Like, the reality is that we we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's right. going next. Um, but like I said, all I've heard was that they're aiming for a younger cast. It's going to yep. have smaller budgets. Um, I, I was told that the budget, the targeted budget for the new Superman movie is between 100 and 125 million, which is very Ooh. small. It's very small. But if done right, it can be done very well. That is going to be... That's going to be, you know what? That's going to be interesting because that's pretty much, you're going to see more Clark Kent than you're going to see Superman. Right. You're going to yeah. see a movie where the character who's growing is is Clark, not Superman. And right. when you see the Superman scenes, you're going to see these big scenes. But they, they really are going to save on the budget by hiring a lot of unknowns, by hiring a lot of... Right. Like, that's that's what I see. Balloon your budget by saying, oh, here's 10 Academy Award winning actors as the primary cast. By the way, that costs $50 million. I'm sorry. Yeah. A yeah, just look at the Superman cast. Between Amy Adams and Lawrence Fishburne, there's just a lot of very expensive names in there. Yeah, and that's and that's what I said too. Is like if you start off fresh and you get all new people, they'll be able to get their salaries raised up through time by right. playing the characters because then once you start making money, you will have the money to get those get those uh get those bigger salaries. That's exactly and, what John that's exactly what John Cena is doing there. He's going to, you know, Peacemaker that first season was successful. He's going to take probably a little bit of a bump in pay whenever they do the next one, but it will be because it'll be the starter dough that leads to all these other things. Right. 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 And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and a good thing and I want to I say this last point. That's what I've been trying to tell people for years. If you go back and you look at the Snyderverse and you look at the names of the people that are playing the characters, they not cheap. Right. They not cheap. Right. So I'm like, that's impossible. Not just with the age. I'm more, more concerned about their contracts and the money. That's going to be the issue. And right now, yeah. Warner Brothers is in debt. They're broke. Broke, broke. <laughs> so they can't do it. So, you know, this, that's the thing that people got to understand, man. You know, yeah. The, regardless of the fact, and I know probably Henry Cavill probably was going to get 
up there with a pay because Giles was like 20. He had to be up there. Yeah. At least 20, maybe. He, he was up there. You're getting what we're getting now is that we're going to get a lot of fresh faces. We get a lot of new new blood into the DC mix. And what they're probably going to get is like, say, okay, we have this new kid who's playing Superman. And we paid him a million bucks or two million bucks for his entry. Or we say, we'll do, we'll give him the Robert Downey Jr. role. role. Like, hey, we'll give you a, a million bucks plus 1% of the box office or something like that. Like, that's how they're going to probably do it. They're going to try to sell people on smaller, smaller paydays, smaller budgets, but more of a return kind of a thing. And you're probably going to get kind of like the first Iron Man, where like a lot of unknowns with maybe one or two recognizable people, and that's about it. Harry White is going to be a, a no-name, like there's going to be someone who is a, like a veteran actor, but you're not going to, you haven't seen him in a while, or the villain's going to be the big actor, or things like that, but it's going to be very straightforward. Like um, Bat Batman Begins. Batman Begins was made for $150 million. Um, Most yep. of the cast was fairly unknown at the time. The only real one who was known was the villain. <laughs> Wait a minute. You talking about Batman Begins? Yeah. Christian Bale was a known, but it was the first time him playing a superhero. Katie Holmes was yeah, from I, TV. I, I, I ain't seen Batman Begins in so long. I can't. I know Scarecrow in it. Who else was in there? I know we had. Did you talking about the dude that played Falcone? No, I mean they were all. Yeah, that guy's great. All, I love that guy. They're all veteran actors. Yeah, but they were all. Um, the only one that was was really big was Liam Neeson. Yeah. Liam Neeson. That's it. Yeah, yeah like, Liam Neeson. He was the only one that was probably the most expensive to cast. Everyone else was like, okay, we're, we know what this is. We know yeah. we know our worth because we don't have a lot of street cred in Hollywood. Like Christian Bale was known for three other roles. Like people knew him from American Psycho. He was in that one Dragon movie. And then like a lot of people didn't know him for a lot of things. <laughs> he was in Newsies as a kid or yeah. Empire of the Sun. Like he was in those things. But Batman was his his big his big break. Right. So we're gonna yes. get something more like that where it's gonna be very conservative spending, very smart spending, but potentially big returns. And we're gonna get well, and once they start building that audience, then we're gonna get, you know, you to get to right, Batman Begins huh. from where Batman Begins was to the second movie is night and day. Yeah. We got to get that audience, and I don't yeah. know who this new audience is going to be because we're going to lose a bunch of people along the way. Seems like a bunch of people don't want to come along. No, and they hypocrites. They they gonna come. It, that's that's the thing. It's like a lot of people are they're, they're hating on Gun. They're hating on the project before it's even happening. But the moment that first trailer comes out, the moment we see it played out, and we say, okay, here's Superman. Oh, here's Parasite. Haven't seen that villain ever on the big screen. Or here's here's Lobo. Holy crap. Like, people are going <laughs> to see this and be like, it's not Lex Luthor. It's not General Zod. This is different. Let's check it out. And then when they see that it's good, hopefully, when they see that it's good, they're going to be like, this is it. Here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm set. Like, it was like that with the Batman. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to boycott the crap out of the Batman because Ben Affleck's <laughs> not the role. And it still made a ton of money. Everyone still saw it. The only reason we all didn't see it more than once is because it was like three hours long and it was really hard to watch in more than one, like in, in succession like that. You know and what? I, I'm going to make a prediction on that second one. I think that second one, the Matt and the, and the Reeves verse, I think the second one going to make over a billion of yeah, I really I think, think so. I think so too. Because that first movie, I was like, well, let's go see it. And I was blown away and was telling everybody to go see it. Yeah. I'm going to see that movie opening day. And if it is good and they're able to improve upon those pieces, 
I'll go see it two or three times because that last yeah. movie was real good. Yeah. But yet, because with Reeves, I, I know what he's trying to conduct and what he's trying to, you know, what he's we incorporating. Get yeah, he, a Robin story. I yes. think that movie's going to be the first Robin story, and I think it's going to do dynamite. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So I heard that they, they're they retooling some stuff already. Like they're moving away from the Mr. Freeze plans and now moving toward the Court of Owls plans. And that fits more with the Robin story than it does anything else. Court of Owls yeah. is so, will look so good on screen. So hot. Masks, it, it, it's <laughs> well, it's going to look good. So hot right you now. You know what? He probably <laughs> can still do Court of Owls though, but it's yeah. going to be incorporated. That's the thing. Because with Robin, that's what's gonna get everybody to go because of Robin. Because what? we never really had no real, real good interpretation of Robin yet. You think we need to get a I don't know, I'm not talking about Chris O'Donnell and all that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think we get a skinny kid? You think we get like a Stranger Things 13-year-old gangly kid like punching what? dudes in the face? I think we're gonna get a kid. Like we're gonna get like a 12-year-old t- kid, and he's gonna be noticeably 12 years old. And then between Batman 2 and 3, he's going to be like, I'm 12, I'm Robin. And the next movie, I'm an adult now. Let me drive the car. Like, we're going to get that. But we're going to get that one movie where he's the boy wonder. And then we're going to get that teenager who's like, I don't want to be around you. I'm going to leave and go become Nightwing. Or I'm going to leave and become the Titans. Like, you'll get that in the next movie. But, like, I want to see. Reeves can kill him off. Reeves might do the middle, might do the one that has the bad ending. That's a great way to build up to the Joker. Let's introduce Jason Todd as the first Robin. Let's get him murdered in the first movie. <laughs> oh, if he, you know what? If he did, if he do that. Oh, God. Oh. If he do Jason Todd, I would like to see how people are going to feel about that. Because, you know, I, people don't, a lot of people don't like Jason Todd. They like him as a red hood, but yeah. they ain't like him as Robin. No. <laughs> you know? But I, I don't think Reeves is gonna do. I don't think he's gonna do Jason Todd. I think no, he's, he's gonna, gonna do. He's gonna do Dick. He's gonna do Dick. He's gonna do Dick. Okay, I, I know that because he loves Tim Sale and Jeff Leob's interpretation of that world. And following the Long Halloween was Dark Victory, and Dark Victory was the best Robin origin story in the comics. Okay, so well, I get to see him do it. Like that's where I see it going next. But all I'm saying, again, to reiterate, I am not happy that the Snyderverse is dead. Yeah, me neither. But I feel comfort in knowing that we got Zack Snyder's Justice League and that we didn't have to go through them bastardizing that universe even further. Yeah. I'm going to wait and see what uh, James Gunn brings to the table. And I want to judge the products as they come. And if they suck, then I will say that they suck when they happen. But I'm not going to prematurely condemn and crucify everyone involved because of something that was decided for them. James Gunn and Peter Safran were hired to reboot the universe. They weren't hired to fix the universe, they were hired to start fresh. That was why they were hired. Because there yes. were too many cooks in the kitchen. Zaslav was getting tired of everyone fighting over DC, tired of everyone having their two cents to say, tired of everyone saying this and that, that it was time just to say, I want to bring someone in who will be the bad guy and just do exactly what I need them to do. To end this universe and usher in a new one. And it sucks, uh, but I would say it on this note, too. And I think that since the Snyderverse is done, all right, and people, and this is the thing that people fail to realize, a lot of people are watching Man of Steel and BVS 
they really starting to go back and they starting to watch it and 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 people don't not believe it. I'm like, go in and do your research, do your due diligence, look out there, go on Reddit, look at YouTube videos, yeah. look at articles. People are out there talking about how was these movies bad? These are good movies. What are you talking about? See, I'm gonna let so, you know that was exactly what happened with me. I told Taylor, I said, I saw those movies, those are bad movies. Taylor said, You watched the wrong version of the movie. You should watch this version of the movie. Watched it years later at home, watched what this grand vision was. It all topped off with watching that Justice League movie. And I was like, Yeah, that's really good. I wish that product was given to me first because the flavor I got in my mouth was not that. I got a bunch of really crazy bad films. And that Josh Whedon uh, cut of Justice League is crazy fucking terrible. I can't, believe, <laughs> I can't believe what they did to that movie. And when you see like what it was supposed to be and what they gave us, crazy. crazy. It's like you're watching Zack Snyder's Just League, you're like, I saw this scene in the last one. Oh, that's how it was supposed to go. Wow, that's much better. And you're like, yeah, you exactly realize that the quality of the project was diminished the moment Zack left. Exactly. So much, and the, so, much and so. So the only question that would be is that, Will the air cut still get released? I believe it will. I think they're going to release it in 23. And I think they're just going to just be like, you know what? Let's clear out everything. Let's just give. Because the only one that really, let's just give David air and let people see his real vision and put it out there. Because they're going to make a profit out of it. They're going to make some money. I don't think they're just going to throw it on HBO Max. if they Because I don't think Zaslav would do that. He wants to make a profit. I just say, put it on digital. Put it on physical copy. Put it out there, let people buy it, put a little bit of advertisement out there to let people know what's yeah. out there, and then boom. I think yeah. I think they're really gonna do it. They'll home release it, then they'll do like a 90-day dentist on the HBO and go from there. But I think that could be the case. I think what's gonna happen is that after the next few few weeks, few months, whatever it takes, of just constant fire James Gunn, fire that like all that nonsense on the on the socials that <clears throat> I'll get into that in a second because I have I have thoughts on that. Wait, we're um, running out of time. We're, we're going too long. But this We've is the last show of the year, long. so this is the last show of the year. Who cares? Um, I think that, I don't like that we're ending on twenty eight. I feel like we should do. We got to do like two tiny episodes to get to thirty. We need an even number. <laughs> we started midway through the year, and then we started once every other week. Then we shifted to once a week. We we changed things as we were going. So obviously, we're not going to hit fifty two. I get it. But, I get it. It's it's better than twenty five what it could have or twenty six what it could have been so I think we feel a little bit better, um, but I think that they're probably going to say hey, the fans do still want to see these things that are done, and let's put them out let's let them have these these completed projects, because um, they can't they can't write the air cut off as a tax write up because the Suicide Squad did come out so they can they can just let him put his cut out there because his cut's done it's got it's yeah. Maybe it's got a little bit of CGI work to do on it, but it's it's done. So they can they can do it. They can put it out there. We can all see what Jared Leto's Joker should have been from the start and then judge it accordingly from there. Um and then we'll have some semblance of closure. I mean, we'll get we'll get what we get and that's it. But Zach himself said that he's not he hasn't gotten a call and he's happy at Netflix. So for us to yeah. continually campaign and say that he should go back. I don't know. I mean, does he want it? We, no one's asking him if he wants to go back. No one's asking him if he's willing to abandon all the freedom he's had at Netflix to go back. Like, no one's. That man ain't going nowhere, man. That man having a ball over there. He's probably going to stay at Netflix forever because he gets total freedom there and he's, he loves it. As long as they're paying him, he'll still stay there. And as long as he gets his creative freedom, he'll stay there. And one yep. of the things Taylor but, said was, you know, they brought 
James Gunn in to reboot the universe. You know, if James Gunn wanted to play with established stuff, he would have stayed at Disney and just made a bunch of Marvel movies and made a bunch of really fun, taking that formula that he had had over there. So he's going to bring a new flavor to all of this, and that's great. And I think people are always forgetting that James Gunn, every one of his movies doesn't have to be happy-go-lucky, pop culture Like, he delivered the movie that Marvel asked him to do with his spin on it. They said, give us an action comedy. He gave us an action comedy with a yep. soundtrack. And then the second one came along and they're like, give us an action comedy. He's like, okay, I'm also going to rip your heart out of your ass halfway through the movie. I want to do that. I'm going to I'm gonna make you feel for these characters. I'm going to deliver some bombshells that Marvel hasn't seen. Oh, yeah, by the way, Peter's dad, genocidal monster. <laughs> okay? And then I'm going to kill off characters that you didn't realize you loved. I'm going to make you love them and I'm going to rip that rip your heart out of your ass again by killing them off in the most profoundly heroic way possible. Like, James Gunn does the job he's paid for, but unlike people like Taika Waititi, where it's just weird and colorful and I can't do it, he delivers a project that's weird and colorful because he's paid to do that, but then he also adds a lot of heart into these projects. And I, I, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt that his character's they may have some weirdness to them. There may be some eccentricities that we're going to see. But we're not going to get Guardians of the Galaxy with Superman dancing on the screen. We're not going to get that movie. We're not going <laughs> to get a Superman movie where he's he's listening to One Republic or something like that. We're going to get a Superman movie that feels iconic because these characters are treated that way. He treated the Suicide Squad with that weirdness because they're, they're C, D-level characters. And that was what he was asked to do. Yeah. I don't think yeah. for a second that this rebooted universe is going to be Marvel light or Marvel, the sequel or any of the other comparisons that people are putting out there. I think that if we give James the benefit of the doubt, he'll give us something that's going to be really fun. And if he doesn't, then we can all hate him collectively then. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to mess it up. To be honest, I don't yeah. think, I don't even think, I think, I think gun with the Superman. I just think he's going to write it. I think he's going to direct it. I really do. I think he's going to direct it. I'll probably be the only one to start it off because it's going to be on his watch to get it started. On his watch to get it yeah, going. And I that's don't kind of what they did with Marvel and John Favreau. He directed yeah. the first movie and then on all the other movies, he was like, make it look like this. You know what I mean? And that yeah. was the language for a lot of those movies. I don't think he's going to direct it. Um, I've heard some names of people that are potentially being looked okay. at to direct it. Um, James Gunn is writing a treatment and then they're probably going to have another scriptwriter come in and, and go over it. And the director is going to get their two cents and everything in between. Um, I think that James is going to direct some projects. I could see him directing the shit out of Lobo with Jason Momoa. I could see that. <laughs> um, all heavy metal and just weird. I could see the crap. I could see that. <laughs> like that would be fun as hell, but I, I don't see him directing Superman. I, I see him, writing his outlines, writing his plans, writing all this stuff, and then he's going to cherry-pick the projects he wants, but I don't see him directing Superman. If he does, then cautiously optimistic, but I don't see it happening. It'll be interesting, be to, hear one of the, it'll be interesting to hear also what are the other projects that they're pairing with Superman. Superman needs to have that gravitas. I wonder if the second movie is the weird movie and the third movie is the, the mythic adventure movie. You know what I mean? I wonder what we're going to see in terms of those tones. It's going, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting who you're going, going to introduce because knowing what I know from Zaslov and what he know, he said the Trinity got to be up in front first. You know, so we don't know what to do. Superman is first. 
But if he does any other characters that he's going to bring along, Wonder Woman, you no, know, so Wonder- the way I see it, the way I see his his establishment slate is. If we don't start right off the bat with Justice League and then backtrack like Justice League Mortal, if we don't do that, if we don't do like the new 52 Justice League War thing where you just introduce the Justice League all at once and then then split off from there, uh, we will get very defined characters. We'll get Superman, who is iconic Superman with him fighting aliens or fighting these world-level villains. We're going to get... We're not going to get its own the 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 Justice League reboot. The DCU is probably not going to get its own separated Batman series. It's going to get a, a Batman for those movies, but not his own spinoffs. That's what I see. I don't. I, see you know what? That's what I was saying. Because you can't you can't oversaturate anything with Batman. Yeah, it's so too much. We'll have a different you know? Batman for that universe, but we won't have like Justice League's Batman, like its own trilogy. We'll have. World's finest. We'll have Justice League Part One, Justice League Part. We'll get those things with Batman in them, but he won't be his own. Like now, we're going to see this Batman go fight crime. Like we're not going to see that. Um, but I do see them being like, okay, here's Superman, here's Green Lantern, here's Wonder Woman, and doing it that way. Green Lantern being like space cops, and they're out in space, and Wonder Woman is essentially going to be like DC's Kratos, where it's just I'm going to go kill gods, yeah, mythical monsters. This movie, we're going to fight Cerberus, and I'm going to punch Hades in the face. Like that's yeah. what we're going to get. Yeah, if we if we get that, then that's what I'm talking about. That's what I need. So <laughs> it's going to be respectful to the characters. It's going to be a very different flavor than what we had before. But we're not going to get like a period piece where Wonder Woman's walking around World War One, and then oh, in the eleventh hour, by the way, here's Ares. Like it's going to be I'm hunting Ares down for the start. Like it's going to be things like that where, like God of War, like I said, the best comparison and, I can think of. And it's crazy that you say that because I was talking with this with my cousin last night. And I told him, I was like, it's crazy on how the old regime messed, even though Wonder Woman 1 was great, but it didn't add up. If people really think about it, because it don't hit you until you really think about it. It didn't make sense for her to even show up in World War One. She should have been back. Um, what was it that, that, that Zach was doing with her with the, the severed hands? The what? The Crimean War. The Crimean War, yes. That would have made more sense for her to introduce herself and know about man. Starting so at f- that time, that was a studio. I don't think Patty Jenkins did that. I think the studio interfered for them to do that. I, I believe think, they did. And I think they could even get away with, like, if we're talking about, like, Warner Brothers going back and, like, doing stuff, what if they did a sword and sandal movie with Wonder Woman? Like, Jason and the Jason and the Argonauts, and she's really going toe to toe with a gauntlet of Greek gods. She goes through all of them. Not only that, anybody that uh, mythical beasts, hydras, whatever you want, she does it all. I mean, I could really see something like that. And then once you do that, great. Have her go to sleep and wake her up whenever you want her to show back up again. You know what I mean? Because it'll always be a fun fish out of water. But you need yeah. to establish that she is a badass bitch. She is the most badass. Like that's yes. the thing that was never established. Because they didn't they didn't really focus on the on the Greek mythology of it. Yeah. And that's what Wonder Woman is basically on is in Greek mythology. They wanted to focus in on her on her well being. I get that. I understand that. They but the Wonder Woman that everybody her, wants yeah. to see. Everybody wants to see the warrior goddess. Yeah. That's what everybody wants to see. The one and... woman that I want to see is the one that won the tournament to prove that she was the best of the Amazonians. I want. I don't. I don't want the Wonder Woman that steals the stuff and then runs away. I want the Wonder. Like I get why they did that, and I get why they 
why Hippolyta protected her. And I, I understand the story, but if we're gonna if we're gonna differentiate this Wonder Woman, if we're gonna give us a new Wonder Woman where she is distinctively different, you have to have the Wonder Woman that is the best of the best on the island. Oh, the oh, you talking about when they do the uh, the, the fighting trials? Yeah, like the one who's like Mascara. Yeah, I'm gonna Who's gonna take him? We're gonna have a tournament to see who's gonna shepherd him back to the mainland. Right. Gonna be like, I wore a mask and I beat everyone. Like, I want I want people to realize that Wonder Woman wasn't just circumstantial. Like, I want her to be like, I was the best, and that's why I'm here. Right. Everyone else on that island is less than me. Like, that's what I want to see that character be. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, I wanted to be Kratos and go murder like Cyclopses and hunt down Medusa and shit. Like that's what I want. <laughs> I just think you gotta take away her story. They just gotta you gotta build up more. She's gotta fight with her like she gets one thing a movie, you know what I mean? Like really she has a they never do enough with the golden lasso ever. You know what I mean? Like they, when she they has, do it, they do it wrong. Right. Just like really hit on her things. Or maybe that's what it is. What if the first movie is her getting all of her treasures? We see her get her gauntlets. We see her get all of her things. And then it's like, no, that's it. That's what she uses. I want to see her like she gets her sword because she killed Ares and took his weapon or something. Like I want to see her like like Kratos from God of War. Like get the new weapon after defeating the enemy. Like, (laughs) (laughs) There's so many angles you could do with Diana. That a lot of people just don't know. So, you know. But hey. I also wonder if we start doubling up these movies. If the first act is about them and then we introduce somebody else. Because, like, you know, Martian Manhunter, you could be in any of these things. You know what I mean? You could, you either, he fits into so many worlds. You know, that's why Superman is the great divide between, or the great unifier of space and weirdness, but also earthly stuff. Like, it's just, it all adds up with him. I would really love if they did something kind of like the Man of Tomorrow with a, but like, don't have, Martian Manders show up in the fight like at the end. Like I would personally like have Superman and Clark can be their thing in the movie and then have kind of like some citywide issue where like aliens invade or something. And it, it's like Superman's not the threat because he's risking his life to save everyone. Kind of like they did in um Earth uh, Superman Earth One or even Superman Birthright, where Lex created a, a fake army of Kryptonians yeah. to invade the city. <laughs> and then, He's like, I'm not one of them. And then, like, saves everybody. And, like, I, I get that's kind of like what they did with Man of Steel. But in that whole mix of it, have Martian Manhunter show up at the end of the movie and be like, I've been hiding here my whole life. And I'm coming out of the shadows because you helped me out of the shadows. And then, like, introduce him right off the bat. Like, don't wait until Justice League where he shows up at the end. Like, do the first movie. Introduce a bigger world. Write references. I would love an Easter egg reference where, like, Clark is in his office writing a paper and you see a green lantern ring stop at his desk. He's like, and then it like flies away. Like, like it was supposed to be in the comics. Like he was chosen, but he didn't want it. So the ring found someone else. They found how. Like I said, I I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. A ground up reboot was necessary to preserve Zack Snyder's trilogy and not bastardize it any further. And I am going to choose to be optimistic because I love these characters more than I love the interpretations. That's always been my stance, is that I, I love the character of Batman. Regardless of who plays the character, I show up, and if the, the project is done well, I show up again. If these projects aren't good, then I will, I'll be right there with you all with the, por- the torches and pitchforks. <laughs> until, until my faith is rewarded or my faith is let down then 
I will I will then make my judgments. But what I what I wanted to say was that right now I'm actually I was pretty upset seeing the fan the way they've acted this last week because for years the Snyder community had tried to say we are not a cult, we are not toxic, we stand for hope, we run charities, we do all of this stuff. But then the moment Henry announces that he's done, all of that was thrown out the window. Everyone acted like like that little fucking monster in Harry Potter, that that's that cousin, the guy that that little fat kid who was pissed off that his his parents gave him 26 presents, not 27. Like, <laughs> like that's that's what the movement turned into. Yeah. Little piece of shit kid that was mad that he wasn't getting his cake and able to eat it too. And, and it was so hard to see because I saw I saw accounts that I loved. I saw accounts that fought the good fight, that campaigned for Zach, that raised money. All of a sudden now saying, I hope they fire James Gunn because he he he's he's taken my toy away. And, and it ain't James Gunn's fault. It's not. He was hired to do a job. Yeah. The people that's fault yeah. were taken care of. They were fired. And if you support Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder is fully employed and has new content coming out for you to support. You should really look into supporting all that stuff when it comes out because he will need your support. Like, I I was upset that the universe has died. But at the same time, like I've said, the universe has been dead a long time. Yeah. And every movie that they kept adding to the mix, I got a little glimmer of hope and I got let down. I saw what was happening. I saw that. I saw the the all the cooks trying to create this universe in their own image, but nobody was doing it like Zach because no one wanted to bring Zach back. And when do we when do we find out if these? I mean, when do we find out if Blue Beetle and all this stuff is actually happening? Uh, probably next year. I mean, okay. obviously, we can say that with like, oh, there's a week left of this year, but um, we know that the the first films of the, the new slate are going to be announced in January sometime. So within the next six weeks, we'll start getting some projects announced. We'll get some casting, hopefully, because if the project is announcing, hey, we have Superman, Man of Tomorrow coming out, and here's our new kid playing Superman. Here's the director. Here's this. Like, They'll announce it all like that. They, they're not going to say, we're intending to make this project. Like, It's not going to be like a Marvel slate project where like, here's 10 movies. We'll hire the people when we get to it. They're going to have stuff lined up. So it's going to be an uphill battle for anyone. And especially if they're talking about a 10-year timeline with this stuff, they have to get all these people locked down. They can't be going and doing these other things. They need to make sure that they can be here. And look, the reason why I'm not like throwing the biggest tantrum online, I was told some stuff that did give me some semblance of hope this new universe i was told obviously casting like like, this is what they're looking at i don't know a thing about what the projects are going to entail but some of the names that have come up in the room some of the people that they have talked to the last regime could not have talked to these people what they wanted nothing to do with the last group of managers and that's what discovery told warner brothers when they got in the room they're like we can't believe that you turned away all these great directors you had them in-house and they're all now making movies other places so i would assume that that's also part of this process that they need to bring in big people to be a part of all of this like 
in the the Hollywood community and the directors community and in the writing room community, the fact that Zaslav and Safran sat down and had lunch with Chris Nolan and Steven Spielberg about DC spoke volumes to this community that this is no longer the micromanaging place. Like if they're consulting with those individuals, talent is going to come back. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and, and if and if Steven Spielberg does a All Star Superman movie. No one's going to give him notes. Like they can tell him what has to happen canonically, but he's going to make a Steven Spielberg movie with Superman in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't see. I don't, honestly, I don't see Steven directing anything. I see him producing some stuff. I see him coming into producing. And and when when I say that the world is is not over, when they sat down and spoke to Henry and had this nice talk about why it wasn't happening, he wasn't broken up about it. He he said his his statement about why he's gone. But if you actually read his statement in not a way that's saying everything sucks, if you read it as, I understand what's happening, I get it, I hope them success. Like if you read it like someone who's actually been on the page with them, it doesn't sound like a bad, bad message. Right. And, and people saying that he's they're willing he's not. to leave the door open to have him come back is fantastic. There you go. Same, with, same with Jason. If Jason is like, oh, Aquaman's over, but I get to play Lobo, hell yeah. And the fact that they spoke with Ben, this management spoke with Ben, someone that had been repeatedly abused and misused by the last two managements. Regime, yep. And now that he's saying, I might come back and direct for them. That speaks volumes. Yes. He killed his project at DC because he didn't like what they were doing. Now he's walking in the door, possibly directing a new one for them. That's kind of insane to me. Well, especially if they told him you don't have to be Batman anymore. <laughs> you could just oh, he, direct a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what he wants. Ben ain't acting no more, man. I, I believe Ben Affleck is done with acting. He just wanted to direct and write, to he be honest. He wants to write, direct, and produce. And if any of these these actors, if Henry Cavill gets to come back as a producer, if Gal Gadot gets, comes back as a producer, Jason comes back as a producer, they will make more money than they ever did as the actors. <laughs> so I'm not worried for them. Because the offers that they're getting are way better than what they had. And yeah, it sucks that we won't see them again in these in these costumes. But no one is going to take away BVS or Man of Steel or Zack Snyder's Justice League from me. I have those on my shelf. I can watch those to the end of the world. And they yep. will always be exactly what they always were to me. Yep. Your perfect masterpiece of movies. The, one of the best trilogies that DC's ever made. They will. It will never change. But... It's it's like Two Face said: either you die a hero, you live long enough to see a villain, you see yourself become a villain. And DC was becoming the villain of its own story. These new movies yep. coming out that were bastardizing Zack's vision. It's time. I would rather it die on top than to be continually misused. I agree with you. I agree with everything that you're saying. I completely agree. Yes. So we did go dramatically over our normal one hour mark but i felt like this was the last one of the year so people needed to hear why i'm not weeping roaming the halls weeping and wallowing like everyone was expecting me to be yeah and when, <laughs> but, but also people uh, uh they got to you a little bit i think i think it's after this i think it's gonna be time for a break for a hot second until yeah. until some things cool down for a little bit i think so i think um I go into I go into the, the socials. I, I went on Instagram this morning and I, I posted on Instagram a, a message saying the the biggest thing that upsets me, the biggest the biggest upset about this whole situation 
is that because of how fans have been acting the last week, yes, the studio is never going to consider bringing Zach back to finish his project in Elseworlds capacity. Like they're was, not, they're never going to reward it. They're not. They're going to be like, oh, remember that one time we we all got taken hostage and our creative control was questioned on every second. Remember that time? Hey, we should reward those people. Let's give them like. Yeah, that's why James got fired. Every, I mean, that's why everything's getting like, rebooted. The reality you know what? is that we spent years perpetuating that we were not toxic and we we flipped on a dime. Mm. And uh-huh. for those of us who didn't jump into the toxicity, those of us who didn't say, hey, um, maybe we should give it a chance, we get shit thrown at us. Apparently, because I'm being cautiously optimistic and wanting to wait until the product is announced before I get upset. I'm yep. apparently condoning the cancellation of the DC and and condemning the fandom, like I, and, I'm just. And, and I always go back to the point that you know, Taylor, the trilogy you just talked of that lives in its special HD capacity on your shelves are the <clears> completed <throat> films that were not shown in theaters. <laughs> Again, whatever these products are, it took multiple iterations, and they never let the people that were making them show those products to people. Uh, I'm glad that there are watchable, really great versions of them, yeah. but the last management. Screwed the pooch over and over and over and over again for four or five movies in a row. And it wasn't even just the last management. I mean, it started with like Kevin Tujahara and, and Toby Emmerich and all them. And then they hired Jeff Johns and John Berg and they did a bad job too. They fired them. Then they brought in uh, Hamada who didn't do a great job. And then they fired him. And like, it was like the last three or four sets of people that were in the mix for DC that really just, dragged this company to the ground yeah and the old people just don't understand how the old regime really they 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 got to the point where they was destroying warner brothers it was getting to the point where they was really destroying it it was it, it was it's, well, it's done it, it got it got bought i mean you know the fact that warner brothers was bought by a streaming service that was you know that's big in all the other countries of the world you know right. that was you know how did they make their money they had these wonderful inlays they had this huge platform they were making all this content and it's like well what content was warner brothers making not good so all we, again, all we can do, all we can do is wait. But I'm going to go back and say what you was going to say, Taylor. Yes, I agree with that, too, where they might not bring back Zach. But I would say this. What if James Gunn decided that he did want to bring, if Zach was available to bring back Zach for one film, to actually do it, to I, direct I, it? I think that's the, I, I think that's, I think that speaks volumes. I think that's absolutely, because Henry Cavill, didn't flame them and release secret documents about what was told to him because promises were made to that man, FYI, that are not going to see the light of day. Um, I think all of this is a couple years. You know, we keep talking about the universe being reset and flash and stuff like that. Well, let's do the opposite. Let's have a brand new universe. And then four or five movies in, they punch a hole and Henry Cavill goes, shows up and goes, it's going to be okay. I'm Superman. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what? What do you mean Henry Cavill's here? I mean, we can go about this different ways. And as long as they can build a good product and start bringing an audience there and not burn down the ship before it's even there, I mean, if this gets worse, they just won't release the movies. I don't, I don't think it's going to get worse. I think they're going to build, like I said, they're going to build DC up. They're not going to get cold feet like the old regime did. And they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it the right way 
because the only reason why the old regime really messed up, they messed up with BVS because they took 30 minutes out. And once they did that, that was a that was a demise that was going forth because, you know, from that standpoint, if they would have never did that, I believe I don't care what people say. If they didn't take the 30 minutes out, because some people say, well, no, it would be the same result. Bullshit. Because if they didn't take that 30 minutes out, I guarantee that reception would be completely different. I agree with you. It's a completely different movie. It's 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 I, I walked away from the longer version being like, oh wow, that's a complete film. <laughs> right. And that was the version that Zach wanted in theaters anyway. <laughs> and you know, it is what it is. And I don't think that it, it would have never, but it happened. It is what it is. But we do have it, like Taylor said, we have them. Hey, I got them on. I got them on Blu-ray. I got. I got them on Blu-ray, digital, downloaded. I got them all, so I can watch it whatever time that I want. And there we go. So I'm good. You know, it's not going anywhere. I got them for the rest of my life. So, I mean, but all we can do is just wait for this and then see where it goes. Cause 2000, you know, 2020. 23 is the is the appetizer. Yeah. 24 going to be, you know, we're going to have an entree. And I think 25 or 26, we're going to get a full course meal. And nerddom is going to be chopped up because next year's slate of video games are phenomenal. There is a ton of stuff coming out next year. So people's attention is going to be divided. So unless you're coming with stuff to take them away from that, they're going to stay home playing them games because the, they got <laughs> so many big games coming out next year. Yeah, it is. You know, and that Wonder Woman game is still in the works. Yep. The Wonder Woman game is still in the works. You got the Suicide Squad against the Justice League that's coming out. You already got Gotham Knights. So, and which actually has is, been doing pretty Great. well. And, and, and the reception been pretty good. Like it's not as bad as some places are saying. Like I think IGN played basically was like it's unplayable, but I actually played like a ton of it. Yeah. Um, I don't like the ending. I thought the ending was kind of like it fell flat because it was like let's undo something, let's like redo it two seconds later. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? I didn't get that far yet, but, but when I get there, um, you'll see what I mean. You'll see what I mean. It's like the eleventh hour they do something, then the, at midnight they do it. They undo it. Like they're like, boom, boom. I'm like, what? Just <laughs> okay. Don't do okay. It. It's not necessary. <laughs> but. I mean, hey, but like I say, man, we got some people that's got to be optimistic and be happy. I'm not. I'm not worried one bit. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, well, the reason why I like James Gunn so much, the man is transparent, man. Yeah. Because he, because he, 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 he cares about the characters. He cares about this universe and what we're about to experience. He does. He's a comic guy. He's a nerd. And he obviously knows how to keep business separate than personal. Yep. Because he personally likes Henry Cavill a lot. But on a business level, he's going to go do something else for a little bit. And that's okay. And yep. I think that there, that's going to be – and that's a much better place because the last regime scared all those people away. And they weren't coming back. So – you know, they can have these relationships and start building this stuff up because the world is there and people are hungry for it. And as long as they can give it the respect it needs, I think people will be will come to it flocking. And 
the nice part about it is they're going to discover this new universe. And when they go back and discover the old universe again on these Blu-rays, these completed edition, the actual director's vision, they're going to like what they find. Yeah. And that's, and I won't be surprised if James Gunn do some crazy stuff like uniting people back. Like you never know. I'm, it's just, this is hypothetical, but it's possible. What if him and Zach just do a DC movie, him and him together? Yeah. They did Dawn and Dad together. I'm just throwing it out there. What if what if he what if he reunites Nolan and Snyder back together again to do a film? Just to yeah. do it. it yeah, the like, possibilities are endless. And what if maybe in at the end of the 10-year plan, the 10-year end is a crisis film with this whole new universe and cameos from everyone else. Like who, we don't know what his plan is. Yes. We know it was enough to get the studio to say, "Yes, I like this. Let's move forward. Let's sink all of our reputation and all of our money into this new plan." That must have been a pretty damn good plan for them to yeah to be willing to suffer through this PR, right? <laughs> but I, yeah, but again, I, I I think we believe what we agree. I think I think Zaslav is going to have to sit and really really think. I I believe he should just write them all off, man. I really do. I think he should just write them off because for the simple fact is that let them prepare DC so everybody can be ready. Because if you release all these other ones or whatever, and they're not even good, you're just gonna put you're gonna you're gonna um not have two years to have a layoff. You only pretty much ones are you probably probably only gonna have a year, probably a year and a couple of months. Yeah. I'd rather have two years and more months and let it go into hiatus. You get rid of all the bad blood, you build it up, and you just go from there. You know, and then you just, and like I said, you start off fresh. Do I think they're going to uh, ask them? No, but it'll be smart to do, you know, because it's too much stuff and people are too undecisive on what they want to do. And we'll I don't see, even want to take that chance. We'll see if all four come out. Yeah. Let's, 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 right now there's four on the books. Let's see. Yeah, if, there's four uh, on the books. <laughs> there's four on the books and those dates get moved. I mean, how many times is the flash supposed to be? come out so let's see when them four dates are right and i believe in i believe that flashing to be in december tyler brought it up the last time yeah i believe I think, that they should flip it. <laughs> they should put flash at the very end end of the universe the end of his film bring the the remaining justly characters back to kind of a nice little send-off and wrap it up there just like i mean just ask them be like hey ben I know that you filmed a cameo for Aquaman that we now had to cut because it makes no sense. I know that you did this, but would you mind filming a cameo just to end your role as Batman? He would do hey, Henry, would you like to do a, a goodbye? Gal, would you like to do a goodbye? Jason, yeah. like, just get them all and be like, like, after the plan is put out, after all of this stuff, like, hey, I know you're producing this or directing this. Let's have you come in, do this one thing. Let's say goodbye to this universe and... Onward and upward. And that's all you can do. Yeah. And, you know, that's all you can do. But we'll see. And then it's over. But but, um, on that note, uh, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Brian, for coming. Thanks, Michael, for uh, putting up for this very long talk. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the talk. I just I feel like we 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 hit this so hard, and every week it it went all up in the air. It's like great. Let's just wait for them to tell us what's going to happen, and then we can start making a dream list of what we want to have happen. Yeah, exactly. January gonna be juicy. That's all I can say. 
January, baby. You heard it here first. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us today on this final episode of this season, of 2022 season of the Culture Nerd Podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you want to help us support the channel and keep the lights going and keep us recording, patreon.com slash the culture nerd. Uh, thank you all for our uh, current Patreon supporters. I've been your host, Taylor Murphy, my co-host, Michael Santel, and our reoccurring special guest, Prime the Godfather. Thank you so much for joining us this week and this year. We will all, we will see you all in 2023. So thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful holiday season. Happy Hanukkah, Michael. Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy holidays, everybody. Stay warm. Give seasons greetings. Don't be a Scrooge and uh, spread merriment to all men and ladies. Lady mans, too. <laughs> Same thank here. Thank you all for joining us. See you all in 2023. Bye. Hashtag Juicy January.